Welcome to Between Two Parties, the People's Podcast. This is your host, Bernadette Pinkowski mckee My mission is to invite podcast listeners on an inspirational and empowering journey into the world of Oregon politics and social issues. I believe that when we, the people, learn how to navigate the political landscape and reclaim our power, we will form a unified movement that creates solution-focused change outside of the Democratic and Republican parties that are corrupted by the establishment at this time. My goal is to be in service to all Oregonians. So with that, let's get started. Good afternoon, uh, Between Two Parties listeners. This is your host, Bernadette McKee. I'm very excited to have a special guest on the show today, Renette Sinem. She ran for California governor back in the primaries of 2022. Uh, good afternoon, Renette. How you doing? Good, Bernadette. It's great to see you. I, I met you well over a year ago. Might be two years now, and uh, just totally fell in love with you. So it's great to see you again. I did too. It was like we were soul sisters, and we had such great conversation that day. And I know I've been kind of checking in as you've been going through like your transition through, you know, doing the governor process and everything. So I, I kind of wanted to check in with you, and if you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of the, you know, your journey through the governor process and what you learned from it and then what you're up to now. So I'm here in Nevada City, California. It's Northern California, the Sierra uh, Nevada foothills mm-hmm. and old gold country. And I was raised in this area since I was four. Um, and so I've been very much involved for the last over 20 years now, local government, uh, community activism, sustainability, local food network, just trying to make our community more resilient and when I say sustainability and resiliency and so on, I do not mean the United Nations 2030 agenda. Right. <laughs> I mean, like the real decentralized mom and pop version. So, um, yeah, I'm a two-time uh, council person, two-time mayor. I was actually mayor when COVID hit, and I was ready to start my third term in uh, July of 2020. And by that time, I'd been on the uh, behind-the-scenes Zoom calls with public health department heads and county heads and city heads. And I began to see some real red flags, um, things that were not uh, normal for uh, government. And it really was um, an usurpation of power through the health department. And so um, when we started seeing that there were other things we could do besides social distance, close down businesses and and self-isolate and so on, I started calling this out. And every time I would on these Zoom calls, I'd be actually shut down by our county CEO and told I was asking too many questions. So on July 8th of 2020, instead of taking my my uh, third oath, because I just won my third um, you know um, term as city council member, mm-hmm. I was ready to step down, take my oath. And instead, I basically told off the city council and all other representatives in the county that they were committing crimes against humanity. Uh, around the COVID lies, I could already see what was going on and that I was going to come back and hold their feet to the fire to the highest extent of the law. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing interviews, kind of like what you're doing. I was called Renette Sons Chew on this. And I was interviewing people who weren't getting a lot of coverage back then. So it was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Carrie Madej, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Judy Mikovits. I mean, Dr. David Martin. This is really, really in the beginning, Christian Northrup and so on. Right. Just trying to get information out there. And my objective was just to get the information that people weren't getting. Right. And then I had some people approach me because I called out Newsom for his illegal statewide mass mandate. I was like the only 
elected official to like flat out call out saying you have you do not have unilateral power to force a medical device on everybody's face. And um, that may be highly controversial in my very my very own community. To this day, I'm, I'm considered controversial. People thought that I didn't care about them and I don't think they realized how much I cared for them. I was willing to take the heat and, and go under fire to say, no, you should not be so afraid. Things aren't as bad as you think. Uh, you have more control and say than you realize. And people are in too much fear to hear it. So I ultimately ran for governor of California. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, since then, we discovered out of the seven and a half million votes that were counted, there was 10 and a half million ballots that were not counted in California. Um, wow. By, by a watchdog. Yeah. So a watchdog organization. So uh, so I ran no party affiliation and it was all. Um, and I said to the folks who wanted me to run, I'll run, but I'm not going to be a Democrat or Republican because they're both equally corrupt. Uh, no party affiliation. So I ran and I covered about 20,000 miles in six months. Wow. Uh, and I was running for about a year and had a fabulous time. Really great team, really joyful, lovely, lovely meeting and really found out most people agree with most most topics. Actually, this this division is not real. Right. And um, and it's all based on the seventh generation principle, which is every decision we make today should serve seven generations from now. And that comes from the six nations of the Iroquois Confederacy that originally inspired our constitution. And so, um, but what we were doing is, you know, and I've been saying this for many years as an elected official or leader, how do you measure me? How do you measure my decision-making and my leadership? Once you get in through the votes, generally what you'll find is that, um, elected representatives will start serving the state, right? Start serving the money, the corporation, and not serving the people and the voter and the mm -hmm. constituents any longer. So I was like, look, we need to measure our decisions by something. And it should be like, is this serving seven generations from now? Are we serving them? Or are we taking away from them? And so my whole uh, my whole platform is on that. And ultimately, Bernadette, the, the amount of censorship was absolutely, absolutely unreal. Um, LA Times was censoring me. San Diego uh, Union Tribune was censoring me. Um, on January 10th of 2022, all on the same day, Facebook banned me. Instagram took down my campaign page, my actual official site on Instagram. And Uber Eats and Uber Rides reimbursed me all of my money. I was on the campaign trail. Reimbursed me all of my money for my rides and my food. And they canceled my account and I've never been able to use them again. You all are kidding me. All on the same morning. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, so right now we have Newsom as our governor. He's legally not our governor for a few reasons. One is he never showed his tax returns from the last tax cycle. Mm -hmm. And uh, per his own executive order, um, that was required. So he should have been disqualified to start with, A. And then B, um, 10 and a half million votes weren't counted. It's crazy. Where, where are those 10 and a half? Right. I, I I don't know. Somebody's garage, probably next to a Corvette in Biden's uh, uh, Hunter Biden's garage. <laughs> so are you are you guys um, taking any action in regards to that? Like Oregon, we, we are. I, I've, I've talked to quite a few different attorneys, actually, and they all said fat chance. Uh, he his pockets are way too deep and you'll never win and you can never afford this kind of court case. Wow. Yeah. That's and no one's like, no one's taking it on. They're like, no, you don't have enough. You don't have the money to do this. Nobody does. <laughs> well, and, and my belief is too, is we're, we're kind of at this uh, defining moment of time of where we have had this paradigm for thousands of years and it's kind of collapsing right yes. before our eyes. And, and part of that collapse is our governmental collapse because you are a hundred percent correct. And I know I get a lot of heat because I, I speak out like you do that both parties are corrupt. And oh, I, I, choose, I choose not to align with either one of 
them. I was giving you that air clap when you were saying that you ran as a NAB, you know, because <laughs> it was like, that's true. And, and we have to have brave warriors come in and run as an independent, but there's this myth that you can't win as an independent because people won't give you money because you're an automatic loser as an independent. And I think that is so untrue. And I think we need to start questioning is why is money such a big thing in politics too, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and the thing is, once you have a lot of money, right, and you can, a lot of money is contributing to you and your campaign, you're beholden to these individuals. So exactly. it's kind of like a sword. Exactly. Do you want that? So you can really rake in the dough? Do you really want that? Because, you know, they're going to be serving that that entity later on. So, you know, I, you know, and who knows? I mean, the whole system is crashing and burning and it has to. And as again, I'm, I've been an elected official for many years. And, um, um, and I'm not saying that's a crash and burn and we have complete anarchy, but the problem is, is that uh, we are paying taxes. It just goes to nothing but just paying off interest rate to the Federal Reserve, which we know is a private entity. And we are being milked left and right. We're being destroyed. Our environment, our freedoms, our our constitutional rights, our future. And it's just like, really, you think we can't do better than this? Really? Right. And our money is also going because uh, like I was telling you before we started the podcast, I'm I'm working with a constitutional lawyer and he's been educating me and where to research and where to go to take this deep dive of like, how what's behind this government you know and and to find out that there are these stakeholders and so some of this money is going to these stakeholders and nonprofits and unions mm -hmm. to run this specific agenda yeah and it's it, but they're supposed to be working for us we yeah. the people they don't and and so after being 2 years in the political realm and just seeing what a nightmare it is you know, and then seeing your contract with Californians that you developed, um, it's like, wow, is this something? So my question to you is, if we could go over the basic principles, there's looks like there's seven of them, right? And and discuss like, is there a possibility that we could create a movement state by state to to start doing outside within our communities, within our counties? So when this does collapse, we have something to fall right. back on. Right. Right. So one of the things I did and I've um, I've got gen7.org um, and I just went on there and saw there's something the link is busted. So I've got to get that fixed here and I'll do that today. But um, the objective is, is that um, a lot of states on the west of the Mississippi are, are called uh, referendum states, which means that they can actually, the people themselves can create their own legislation and vote on them during elections or a special election. Mm -hmm. And so our objective is to create um, a library of different propositions that serve that seven generation principle. And it might be something like, you know, cleaning up, you know, the election process. It might be ensuring our First Amendment rights are abided by. Um but it also might be something where you uh, put into place uh, protections for legacy farms or uh, policies to help rebuild your topsoil, which is to me is a big a key to my to my whole entire um, gubernatorial campaign. Is like you know let's let's use food as medicine, let's rebuild our topsoil because it exactly. just it does so much good for the environment. It's like one of the most beneficial things for the whole entire planet. And so the objective though is to really teach people how to really be strategic with the referendum process and. It's not like about, you know, having, a, you know, a proposition here and a proposition here. The propositions are all there, but they always serve that same common goal, which is, is this serving seven generations from now? And, you know, rather than taking away from them. So the objective is, is to really 
you know, bring the power back into the people's hands and ultimately, you know, tell people like, look at guys, it's all about the local level. Stop looking at the false idols. Stop waiting for elected officials to fix it. They're all as corrupt as corrupt and be. Not that there aren't some good people out there. There are some good elected. <laughs> there are. They're far and few between. They don't get support. Like me, I call out corruption and I was always getting, you know, you know, burnt at the stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and the media doesn't like that. Your peers don't like that because maybe them look bad and half the time they're complicit and so that happened over and over and over whether i was fighting 5g cell antennas you know cleaning up our forest whatever i was always being vilified like people say i want you know we want some we want honest politicians i'm like no you don't (laughs) i was an honest politician brutally honest i was calling out corruption and you guys try to crucify me over and over and over again so you don't want an honest politician you wouldn't recognize one if it slapped you across the face so um (laughs) so anyway uh you know similar to my story too no i could totally oh yeah no 100 so you know when i hear people say they want a good politician no you don't because the ones that you get you don't support them and you vilify them but um uh, you know, so basically the objective is really put the power back into people's hand and, and, and make it local. The more local, the better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, call out the corruption. I just interviewed Kevin Jenkins again about American Frontline Doctors on my Substack, And, um, you know, the, the level of corruption that's going on in the medical freedom movement right now is just horrific. And so many people can't handle the power, the fame, the money, uh, like Dr. Simone Gold. Um, and, and these are people who just, they lose control they lose their minds and and we're seeing that so i'm like look at we got to stop the idol worship we got to take the power back in, into our hands knowing your neighbors having a good tight circle of friends knowing where your food comes from growing your food growing your medicine mm-hmm. and and making sure that you have policies in place to support that and that's what this is really about well and I, and i think also too in regards to that is when people do get into a position of power that that power can corrupt you know they go in with good intention but then something shifts and you know coming from a holistic background and everything and that mind body spirit thing is i i think that we need to start really looking at that of how how do we go in and we meet our own ego and how do we stay still lead but stay lead from a place of humility integrity and transparency and and know when we get out of check, but also to have an inner circle or a group of tribe that, you know, will hold us accountable if if we do. Because I mean that's part of human nature is it's it's very right. easy, easy to get caught up in that ego. And so it's kind of birthing um or having a new renaissance of what what leadership is, you know. Yeah. Well, the not leaders, right? It's like you're not looking for a leader. You're looking for like you have a small clan of people, 150 people, and you got a couple of different leaders and that kind of is flex- flexible and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's what you look at. And and these are these are people you can keep in check and they can keep you in check. And, yeah. and not that you're not going to make mistakes or fall down, but there's that great fireman saying not how badly you, it's not about how badly you fall, but how well you get back up again. And I, you know, I fall down many a times, but I always know how to get back up really quickly. I've got a great rebound. Right. And I know how to learn from my mistakes. I can incorporate like, oh, I won't do that again, you know, and then move forward. You just you become more refined human being and, and a leader in your own your own neighborhood. So that's what's really important. And, you know, the whole system's going to crash and burn. So if you don't know where your medicine's coming from, if you're not able to grow it, you know, or have it, you know, you know, a couple steps away from you, like your neighbors, your friends, if you don't, if you can't provide your food for yourself or clean water now, mind you, we're dealing with these derailments, train derailments and food processing explosions. And mm-hmm. we're in a full throttle war. I can't believe I have to explain this, but this is World War III. This is what war looks like. 
And um, now they're coming in using railroad, uh, you know, trains and so on um, as a mechanism. They're weaponizing it, essentially. And and they pretty much wiped out the uh, Amish community. And and now, you know, what they've done to Ohio and the eastern United States is, I mean, it's it's really it is as bad as a Chernobyl because this this these chemicals are so toxic and they get in the rainwater and they just recycle over and over and over and everything they they rain on they poison they kill it's really bad it's really bad and this is this is blackrock and blackstone and vanguard these yeah. these are evildoers they they deserve all of them deserve public hangings and i can't stress that enough um these are the most evil people in the world and they have degraded the railroad system as such and i think by design because they don't want people to be overseeing it and ensuring that it's safe they want it to erupt and blow up and create havoc everywhere because this is war it's war yeah Yeah. and people wake up to this the sooner we stop the corruption and i'm all about stopping corruption i don't care if it's a neighbor i don't care if it's my best friend if you're corrupt you're committing crimes i'm going to call you out and um, so it's not about anybody in particular, it's just I don't like corruption. And right now we got to build the world we want, but we got to call out the corruption because it's out there to destroy us. These individuals, if they're even human, don't know, um, but they're out to destroy us and they're doing a damn good job. Well, no, I, they, they they are. And then, you know, the last few days, the whole thing with the UFOs and shooting them yeah. down and, you know, it's, it's just it's a gigantic psychop to yeah. keep the attention off of of other things. And yeah. and I guess for me. Uh, COVID or the pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, was the huge eye opener for me of to really see, you know, this whole psychop to the people of putting them in a constant state of fear and terror. And that's how they can control us. 100%. And so it's it's really giving people the insight of, hey, you have a choice of how you react to any of these situations. Mm-hmm. And but then it's also too is how how do people get educated on how to process their fear? Because, you know, we all feel fear, but it's like, do we get stuck in it and paralyzed by it? And when we do that, we go into a state of irrational thinking. But if we yeah, can that's, process- where most people, that's where most people are. And our fear of death doesn't help whatsoever. I don't have a fear of death. I know? don't either. Yeah. So that's, that's, it's a good place to be. And a lot of people do. It's like, look, you're not out, you're not outrunning death. So just get over that one. Uh-huh. And if you live a good life, you know, as moral as possible. Again, I'm not looking for perfection, but if you live a, a moral and you try your best, then you shouldn't be afraid of anything in the afterlife. Um, and so, you know, people need to get over that, but you know, their fear is, is, is our biggest challenge right now because it does, it, it closes them down and they operate out of that damn lizard part of the brain, which is fight or flight. And and it's really, it's been, it's done a lot of damage for sure. Right, right. No, um, you you are totally spot on. And um, did you want to go into a little bit more about your contract for Californians and, and well, the different you, principles? You know, the contract, basically, you know, the main thing too is, is like, first of all, you know, the farms, making sure that we got the farmland, that it's been, it's not being bought up by the Black Rocks and the Bill Gates, and that we're actually rebuilding the topsoil. Uh, that's because we you know when you have rains as it currently stands, the soil is dead. It's dirt. It's not soil. It just mm-hmm. runs off into the waterways and goes in the Pacific Ocean instead of actually, you know, totally uh, recharging the aquifers. Mm-hmm. And also, it, it allows by having really healthy living soil allows you to have really nutritionally dense dense food, which is medicine. Mm-hmm. So we start there, and then we also talk about the need for real medicine. You know, like you know, getting away from the ph- pharmacopoeia and the prescription meds and the vaccinations, which are nothing. I will never, I don't care what kind of shot. You'll never put another needle in my arm ever, ever. Right. 
of any sort. And I wasn't like that a few years ago, but I'm like, now I'm really, I don't care. Tetanus, you cut name it. Don't put that thing near me. me um, and, you know, an allopathic medicine is on his way out. It's destroyed itself. It's only hubris and arrogance and it's a cult. And so it's going away. So it's also about really ensuring in rural areas that we have real doctors. It's like a real cornucopia of different types of practices and so on. And they can operate function legally and not having to hide mm-hmm. from the law and big pharma essentially. So there's that. And then we were also talking about common sense education where you really teach young people how to critically think, how to question, how to use their hands, how to constructively you know, address you know, you know, uh, challenges. And get them to to do the basics so they can make things, repair things, you know, everything from electrical to construction to farming to canning um, and so on, like real, real education and get away from critical thinking skills too. critical thinking, you know, and not sitting there and just regurgitating, which is the problem. We have all these people with masters right now and they can't think for themselves. And, and it was, it's been a boondoggle for decades. I've been calling out my friends who've been not going off to college, spending hundreds of tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, you're you've already flunked in my opinion you've flunked in life you're you're depending upon you know a, a piece of paper to get you through life and there're a dime a dozen at this point in time mm-hmm. so we've got that um and then we also have um you know really making sure that the indigenous people are really uh, you know uh, uh, there's there that's addressed you know we keep steamrolling over them constantly and uh-huh. and you know i want i want to make sure that they have a you know a chair at the table for sure yeah mm-hmm. and it, and also, you know, we talk about climate change, you know, you know, it's man-made climate change. Yeah, it's man-made. All right. Stop geoengineering our skies. Stop poisoning us. You know, the, the truth of the matter is if you're concerned about climate change, your number one topic should be how do we rebuild the topsoil? That actually changes the weather. It brings in more, more moisture. It makes things green. And we don't talk about that. We talk about 15-minute cities. We talk about carbon taxes. We talk about open-air prisons, essentially. So the whole climate change boondoggle, and that's what it is. Uh, I don't fall for that. And I've started organizations around climate climate change it's a boondoggle it's a lie it's a myth mm-hmm. and we should know that by now because every answer is nothing more but to assert our freedoms and our rights so there's that and let's see what else do we have gosh do you have my list there right now i'm trying to go off the top of my i head. do so natural research uh resources stewardship food and farms common sense education real public health and individual well-being durable yeah. economic growth oh yeah, so dur- dur- durable economic growth, uh, really building up the local economies, and this is really cool here in California. I don't know what you have, what's going on in Oregon, Washington, or the other Western states, but um, you know, public banks are really the best, and we're seeing that in you know, uh, gosh, give me a second here, North or South Dakota? I can't remember which Dakota it is right now offhand. Uh-huh. They have their own public bank, and they've been just economically just as viable and as strong as possible. And so here in California, we have what's called the infrastructure bank, the iBank. Nobody knows about it. It's a public bank. It's essentially used as a a slush fund for our elected officials for little private pet projects. But what I'd love to do, and this is what we do through a referendum, through our own legislation that people would put forward for a vote, is is actually um, change the the charter of the bank so that it actually incentivizes the seventh generation principle. So what I mean by that is that if you have a business, manufacturing, mom and pop business, whatever, um, what we do is that we can do like zero, 1% loans. And what we're doing is we're actually becoming our own public bank. And what we do is that is the more that you hit certain criteria, like do you have gray water systems? Um, do you have, you, can you provide your own energy? Are you, do you have pollinator plants on your property? You know, all these different, you know, more resiliency based type mm-hmm. of things going on with businesses. Are you capturing your carbon? Are you capturing your heat? Are you capturing your water? Are you, what all these different things, you, the lower the interest 
rate for your loan. So it really incentivizes a seven generation principle. And what's beautiful about that is that we actually have our own public bank. We're essentially printing our own dollars. We're saving hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars every year that goes to other big banks. The interest rates go off to the big banks. They never stay in California. We lose that money. That money stays here. It keeps a really strong, what's called economic multiplier effect. And, mm -hmm. and you build your local economies, you know, it's really localized and you do it with your own public bank uh -huh. and you sidestep the big banks and then having them to print the dollars. Why are they doing this and charging us high interest rates? And so, so that's, that's the big piece right there too. So, you know what? It's so radical. It's old fashioned, what we're talking about, right? It's so radical. It's old fashioned. This is what our grandparents used to do. But but it's going back to the basics. It's it's going, like, well, that's what our grandparents used to do. They were, right. they were back to the basics. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. it's like we've we've gone so far into the world of technology and big business that we're seeing so much corruption that it's like it's time to come back to the simplicity and the basics. You know, and it's got to be in front of your face. You got to be, you know, really, you got to know your farmer. You got to know your doctor. You got to know your, your medicine person, your practitioner, you know, because when you don't know them, that's where the egos get big. That's where they become criminal. That's where they start being greedy. And and the bigger and more fitness they are, the worse it's going to be. I'm seeing it right now like crazy. And so it's really about, you know, intimacy, like really intimately knowing your community and, mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, you've got everything you need, whether it's a blacksmith or a medical practitioner or, you know, whatever, but, or your farmer, you, you know them and, and that keeps the standard high and the bigger is not better. Small no. is beautiful right now. Small and, and personable is really the thing to do. It's really the best thing we've got going. No, that that's very, very true. And going back to food and farms, what's your opinion on regenerative farming? Do you feel oh, that it's, that is it's everything? It's everything. I, I went to so many beautiful regenerative farms in California. It was so darn inspiring. Really? Oh yeah. Big and small, big. Some of them are tens of thousands of, of acres. It's amazing. And they got their, you know, the chicken tractor going along through the orchard and stuff. And there's no, there's no chemical fertilizers. There's no, you know, glyphosate. It's just incredible. And beautiful and peaceful and all the birds. I mean, it's just the harmony. So I'm all about regenerative farming, all about it. Because I yeah. think that that is the answer to heal our topsoil. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Zach Bush, I found out from, you know, doing studies with Zach Bush about regenerative farming. Oh, yeah. And it's just like that is the answer, you know, well, and, and now that they're cutting fertilizer and all this stuff from farmers right now, it's kind of like, hey, guys, here it is. You don't yeah. you don't need our government's like right. assistance. You don't need the petrochemicals. We never did. It's no. been killing us. Been exactly. Killing everything. exactly. Yeah. So, and then the the last two on the list are vibrant communities and civic engagement. That's right. That's right. Well, first of all, uh, making the elections fair, making them readily available, um, mm -hmm. getting rid of the ballots. You know, the 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 uh, machines like Diebolt and so on. Going back to paper ballots. You got to show up. You know, in person. Uh, mm -hmm. Be there. We've been doing it for decades. It was. It's the best thing to do. Get rid of all this electronic everything voting. It's just. It's just. It's a nightmare. Sending out ballots to everybody. Can't tell you the ballot harvesting going on in California. It's so bad. Up here too. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah, it's a problem. And we, you know, my my former um, campaign manager Melissa Grace. You know, she her dad got his ballot. and He died in two thousand nine. You know, so that kind of stuff. It's just ridiculous. And we need to purge the voter voter rolls. And so, um, and then also it's that civic engagement. It really is like, you know, 
I mean, having community gardens in every neighborhood and every school, I mean, in, in the ideal world, I'd back up every nursing home and every, you know, elementary school, kindergarten, and they make them, you know, require to share the, the same playground, right? Right. And, um, and really integrate the old with the young, having the intergenerational connections and really getting the kids involved in growing their food, harvesting their food, storing their food, canning their food, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and bringing the grandparents back into the fold. Right. Um, community gardens, when, you know, we talk about, Meaning community centers everywhere. Yeah, we do. But sometimes that costs money. It can be controversial. It depends on where it's placed. It's a lot of money. But you can have community gardens everywhere. And it's really easy, relatively inexpensive. You can pop them up and get people out into that really healthy soil. It's also good. So many, so many levels. So healthy. And so, so yeah, you know, and just really making sure that you can, and, and I don't mean, again, the 15-minute city version, the Agenda 31, Agenda 30 version but living where you work and play and, and shop is really lovely. So you can get out there and get some exercise. But again, forcing it onto communities, uh, segregating communities, saying so you can only leave your community 100 times a year. What the hell? So go, right. <laughs> you know, good behavior. You can leave 100 times. Uh, it's just insane. So, you know, so I want to make it very clear that um, the WEF, the United Nations, they've usurped a really, really good concept, which is what our grandparents used to do, and they've completely weaponized it. And I'm not talking that version. I'm talking the good old-fashioned version. And, and I want to thank you for clarifying that because I think, uh, you know, looking back, it's like they did an evil and genius plot <laughs> of taking so many amazing principles and, like you said, weaponizing them. And, and I know for me, a lot of the... Um, holistic community, the spiritual community, they have, they have bought into that and and they don't, they don't see the corruption and their ultimate agenda of a one world order and to have full control, you know? No, and these these are my people. I mean, I've started nonprofits around climate change. I've started nonprofits around, you know, local food network, around Alliance for Post-Petroleum Local Economy called Apple. I've done all this, right? But I also saw when it got hijacked. I remember the first time I was hearing the United Nations Agenda 2020, where 2021, where they were talking about, uh, you know, sustainability, but in a way that's like, oh my God, they're taking our language, they're taking our verbiage, they're weaponizing it. And then they took resiliency as well, right? I'm like, oh my God, they're taking the word resiliency now, you know, and now they're taking, you know, live where you work, where you play. They're taking that too. I'm like, oh my God, they have weaponized everything no they have and 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 people are like yay i mean because i was actually before the the pandemic i was one of those people i had bought into it hook line and sinker and then covid happened and it was just intuitively it was like something's not right Mm -hmm. and that's actually you know and i just went in and i started to pray and i asked god show me guide me to the truth and the people who speak the truth and it was actually Christiane Northrup that, you know, I saw her on Instagram and it was just like, wait, okay, this is it. And then pretty soon, you know, she would do things and you were on there. Dr. Tenpenny was, you know, and it was like, oh, these yeah. are the truth tellers, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah. then I started to do research on my own from the information that I was getting from you guys yeah. to finally see and wake up and go, wait, yeah. this is, this is a really dark agenda that. Yeah is happening and they're they're coming through avenues of the light yeah. to make it look like but like light but it it wasn't no, they hijack it they they're hijacking everything and that's why i go back to local 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 stop the idol worship stop the united nations is going to save us wef my government's going to save me. my governor my president yeah. 
please stop, stop, stop. This has been a long game played. We've been indoctrinated since we were children, since the day we were born. We're nothing but chattel to these people. We're just a product to them. And, you know, uh, and, you know, we're the resource to them. And it's just stop it, you know, disconnect and get to know your community, build your community. And you can start small and easy, you know, it's not complicated. It's just like, again, go out there and start growing some food in your front yard or neighborhood empty lot and it'll just start growing naturally. You know, it's not complicated. You don't need to have meetings and hold, you know, agendas and blah, blah, blah. And just do it naturally and organically. But um, it's just, it's the whole system is falling apart. And the more dependent you are, whether it's financially, EBT cards, getting your food, getting your medical, you're screwed. You're done. You know, if you're dependent upon it and you can't live without that governmental system, you're going to have a hard, hard road ahead of you. And and that, that clock is ticking really fast. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. And I, and I think the change, it starts within each one of us ourselves uh-huh. and it, it radiates outward. Yeah. You know, and and sure. you are one hundred percent right that it starts within our neighborhoods and our in our communities and yeah. building those relationships. So, no, really, really great points, Renette. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm I'm just like really excited. So, how are you working and applying this type of stuff in your your own community right now, and, and what does that look like? Well, you know, um, because I pissed my community off so much, they're really angry at me. A lot of them are very much vaccinated. They they swallowed the whole, put your mask on, shut up, don't ask questions. Renette, we thought we knew you. Why aren't you putting your mask on? You're killing grandma, you know, and 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 I'm sitting there going, hey, I'm speaking for the ones who don't have a voice, who can't wear a mask, right? Who who can't take the shots and we don't need to, you know, where's the vitamin D, C, B? Why, why are we pushing that first? Why aren't you getting your hands in the soil, growing your own food? Yeah. And it was a conversation we we're allowed to have. So this community is still sleepwalking and a lot of them are dropping dead around me, by the way. I know, it's heartbreaking. So- so I lost about 90% of my good friends and I was racer since I was four. And, you know, as sad as it is, I'm like good riddance because the people I have now around me are the bomb. These people are warriors. Whenever anybody in our little circle is distressed, they're there. They got the medicine, the herbs, the this, the that, whatever you need. We, we've got each other's backs. We know right. that we, you know, and these, and most of these people I didn't even know before, you know, they're from this community, but I didn't know them. Now they're my people and, and we are there, we are tight. And so that's what I'm building. I'm not investing myself in my community like I was before because my community threw me under the bus over and over again. And it's like, you lost me guys. I'll take care of my little close circle. That's what I'm focusing on. I wish you all the best and I'll live by example, you know, um, and I'll, I'll try to model what we need to do, but I'm not investing myself in this community because they're still not awake. They're still sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And and people are dropping dead all around us. Young people dropping dead all around us, yeah. and still in denial. Like I can't help you until you get out of your denial. You just you know you're gonna you're either gonna wake up or your arrogance and hubris is gonna be the death of you. And so I'm focusing on that. I'm also focusing on my own. You know, do like a 26 day detox because we realize you know you gotta you gotta make sure your health's in primo condition because you never want to end up in the, the hospitals. Those are local gas chambers, in my opinion. I've seen a lot of people die in those things too. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually writing a book that I, of uh, some experience that over 30 years ago, I've been, you know, putting on the back burner and putting on the back burner always for my community. I'm like, no, this book's really important. If you want to know who I am, got to get this book out. And so I'm putting that out. I've been writing that. And, um, and then, you know, then the whole gen seven, you know, getting that really up and going that, you know, with the referendums for the other mm-hmm. states, but I gotta, I've got to just kind of, you know, step by step, just keep doing what I'm doing. So I've really been hyper-focused on my own self-care, which I haven't done in 20 years. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, I can't sit there and tell everyone else to do it if I'm not doing it myself. So, um, so it's really, I'm starting inside my, myself, 
internally with myself and working my way out. Wow, that that is great news to hear. I'm I'm so happy for you. And um, what was I going to say? There was something that I was I was going to ask you. Oh, your Substack. Can you share um, how people can reach? Yes, you? so I, I am doing Substack. So Substack is is a they say it a newsletter. It's not really the best terminology, but it's a newsletter. Uh, it's a, where a lot of the alternative media is going. People have been thrown out of major media. You know, they've set up camp there. They do articles and interviews. So I do a lot of interviews and articles. And, um, you know, I'm fo- focusing on a lot of corruption, and, you know, solutions as well. But ironically, ironically, you know, when you look at the data, people aren't so interested in the solutions. I look at the pieces where, hey, here's a solution. I don't give as many views. I'm like, what is wrong with us? Uh-huh. But um, so I just try to call out the corruption. And so it's called Renette Senems. And Renette is R-E-I-N-E-T-T-E. It's French, Renette. Mm-hmm. Then Senems, which is S-E-N-U-M-S, Renette Senems. Foghornexpress.substack.com. And so I put out uh, two, three pieces a week. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not behind a payroll paywall, but I do ask people if you can do a $5, you know, a month subscription, that would be fantastic because it is my only income right now. Okay. Uh, but I just, I'm not, I'm not doing paywalls. I just can't do that. So I make it free, but uh, it'd be great to have people subscribe if they find it, to, you know, beneficial. And I point things out like the earthquake in Turkey, how it looks absolutely weaponized. I also point out American frontline doctors and Simone Gold, how she's been taking people millions of dollars completely criminal these days. Um, you know, so I, I talk a lot about, you know, government corruption and, and just connecting the dots and, you know, being a voice that, um, people can, you know, rely upon to get information. But again, I say, don't trust a word. I say, go out there and do your own research and, you know, turn, you know, turn to your own instincts and, and, you know, um, trust yourself, trust your own gut. But I do want people to know, you know, like, okay, this is going on and you need to understand this. And, and there's a lot of hard, hard truths. I've been a truth teller my whole, whole entire life. And, and that's not going to change any. So, so I'm doing a sub stack. So it's a little, you know, a little juggling here and there. Well, and, and I want to really commend you for your bravery. I know all my life I've been a truth seeker and a truth teller and interesting. You really don't fit in with the rest of the crowd <laughs> when you do that. And, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, I left the democratic party because I saw the corruption. I'm like, I'm done with this. And I was like, yay, the Republican party has all the answers. So I went over there and I was like, oh my gosh, the corruption is just as thick in here just oh, yeah. from a different oh, yeah. angle. And then I would speak out, you know, and it was amazing how I even got ostracized from the Republican party that oh, yeah. I'm a threat in that I'm, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it was just like, wow, this is crazy. And, and so I'm learning how to temper my own steel. Yeah. Uh, so how do you still be a truth teller and yeah. speak out, but yeah. be ready to like take the hits, you know, because and it yeah. comes at you and it's just not the words or the, the, the stuff behind your back, but it's also the energetic thing, too. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And, and, and so what you're doing, like with the detox and really building up, you know, yeah. your own personal health that helps with that as well. So yeah, it does, you know, and, and I, I mean, I'm kind of forged at this point in time. I've been, you know, in, in the public limelight for 20 years and, and, you know, and really out there, I was always trying to give people elbow room to speak their own truth. So I was kind of like really pushing the envelope always. Mm-hmm. And um, so my skin's pretty thick. And as I said, I got a fast rebound. So uh, I really don't give a rat's ass. With the- <laughs> Um, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I, you know, I know what my vision is. I know what's in my head, the thoughts in my head. 
And, and I'm good with it, let me tell you. And so, yeah, I think it's really important not to sit there and be swayed by how people think and feel about you. Yeah. Um, I don't care. And and the people who really know me absolutely love and adore me. And the people who don't really know me, a lot of them hate my guts. I'm like, you hate my guts because you don't know me. In fact, it's a running joke with my partner and I. <laughs> we'll go out to dinner and we'll meet people who've heard about me through the newspaper for years. And, and we'll start talking for a while. And this is, <laughs> this is every time towards the end of the conversation, I'll go, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but I really like you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, I know, I don't, I'm not surprised that you didn't like me because you didn't know me. And if you knew me, you'd like me. And, you know, I got a good sense of humor and I'm self-deprecating and I, you know, and I like to poke fun and be poked fun of, and I call it out like I see it and I shoot from the hip and you no. can take it or leave it. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to, to speak on, on behalf of truth and, uh, and yeah, so I'm good with it. No, that that's what I so respect about you. And it was like, it was so funny that you're saying this because I was having a conversation with a friend today and they were saying, it's like, Bernadette, you, because I, I really spoke some truth, right? And I'm getting some heat back from it. And they're like, you really need to learn how to say things in a way that, you know, don't offend people. Like if you're oh. going to get anywhere you're you got to learn how to speak appropriately and i'm like you so you're not wanting me to say speak truth you're wanting yeah, it's not my job to not offend you right and then that and that's basically what i said it's like yeah, yeah and, I, and, yeah. I, and it's like this person's in a leadership position and i was like no this this is the problem with the yeah. whole situation yeah. is people yeah. aren't willing to speak the truth yeah. Well, what I've discovered is that the truth offends people generally because they don't want to hear it and right. they don't, they're, they're cage rattled and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look at, I'm not here to, to pet your head and to calm you down and make you feel better about life. The reason why I'm offending you is because you're so off the rails. You're so off track to truth that it feels like a bitch slap across the face. You don't even recognize it when it hits you. It's not right. my problem. You know, I mean, no offense, but because we've been sitting pussyfooting around people's, <laughs> you're offending me. This is why we're in the hole we're in. And there's a cowboy saying, when you find yourself in a hole, the first thing you do is you stop digging. Stop digging. <laughs> Right? I'm telling you, I don't care about your feelings. I'm not here to coddle you. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> and, and like I, I've I'm told so them, and... of that. don't offend them. Screw that. I'm going to offend you. Truth hurts. Get used to it. You're going to get a lot more truth. If you think my truth is painful, wait till the end of this year. By the time we get through this year, you're going to be going to have your ass whipped. I'm sorry, but I'm tired of the coddling. It is disgusting. No, we, and, and we have to stop straddling the fence or yeah. being a chameleon in these yeah. different circles. Yeah. Or the, the, the big one is going in and to the viper den and sleeping with the vipers and then coming back. It's like, this isn't work. It's like, no, I'm calling, I'm calling out the people now. I know a lot of folks who went and got the fake fax cards and they're just going along to get along. Like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, be with them so I can hear what they're saying and just kind of, you know, push a little information here. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're a coward. You're sitting there and you're protecting yourself and you're going along to protect yourself. If you really cared, you'd actually go out swinging and you're not. And at this point in time, the people who have the fake vax cards, the people who have been telling people that are vaccinated when they're not, I'm calling you out because what pisses me off is the simple fact that people like me who have to take all the heat because of people like you, because there's power in numbers and because there's so yep. few truthful, honest voices, we're the one carrying the heavy load. So for those of you who are hearing my voice and you know I'm exactly talking to you, I'm calling you out. Look, yep. at, we're over the hump. 
we've gone far enough down this trail that you should know better and you can start speaking truth. And if your friends get pissing, oh my God, you lied to me. That's when you come back and say, it was never your business to begin with. It's my body. It's my choice. None of your business. And they should never have been asking in the first place. They should never have been saying, show me your vax card in the first place. Have no reason to give you any excuses or to have to, you know, apologize for my behavior. For those of you out there who continue to play both sides, shame on you. You are complicit in the crime. Yep. Well, and I think a lot of this is based off of that, you know, in truth, we are a constitutional republic and it is the people that are the government. And we have forgotten that. And people, people don't, they're not educated with the constitution and that we each individuals, we are sovereign beings and they cannot push a mask of vax and nothing on us. And and people, these people laugh at the constitution. No, they they want they want to rewrite or do away with the Constitution altogether, which is yeah. incredibly terrifying. They, they, they laugh at the First Amendment rights. It's like, yeah. are you guys? I mean, how foolish can you be? Go to a country who doesn't have this stuff. I mean, these are people who've actually not traveled very much. They haven't gone to communist, socialist countries and see what really goes on. They have this mamsy pamsy opinion about oh, social, social this, social that. It's so beautiful. And I'm not talking about the library system or you know the fire departments or law. I'm talking about the fact that you think that you should get you know a universal basic income for doing nothing and yep. that that's not going to be a trap someday that is absolutely delusional and so there's individuals out there who continue to pur- push an agenda thinking the first amendment right and your freedom of speech and the uh, the constitution is is child's play go to china please yep. Spend some time in time in China and then get back to me and let's have that conversation. Until then, don't even talk to me. If you're laughing about the First Amendment right, if you're laughing about our constitution, you're absolutely ignorant. And research what happened to the Chinese people during the whole pandemic, too. And how well, they still happening to them. Yeah. Still happening to them. Yep. I mean, their their organs are being harvested while they're alive. It's that bad. They're no, being sent to a prison and they're being harvested alive. I wish I was kidding. Well, no, but also too, they have been isolated in lockdown for so long that their immune systems have been freaking destroyed. And so they, their whole, they're they're getting sick by how many thousands of the days? Like it's insane. And so, yeah, it's, it's awful of what's happening. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's time for people to really wake up and, and start, stop listening to mainstream media. Yeah. and start researching you yeah. know and, propaganda. and main 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 major media is propaganda the news major news is propaganda it's literally brainwashing and i'm sorry to have to tell that to you but we've all been brainwashed to certain degrees and and it's a it's it's a system you know to, to get yourself out of it for sure it's a journey but you've got to stop listening and again don't listen to me i'm not asking you to listen to me yeah. stop listening to major news they're literally there to plant what you're supposed to think every single day in the words you're supposed to regurgitate so stop listening to them well and i and i say the greatest gift i think we can give ourselves is start doing our own internal landscape work and addressing our shadow aspect and and our ego and when we started doing that that clears us out so we can actually hear our own intuition and and use that discernment. And that's critical. That's what's going to get us through right now yeah. is yeah. really being in tune, you know? Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot on, on the table right now. And, and I really uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to sit down and, and have this conversation. 
you gave me a lot of great ideas uh, about reaching out into my own community and start having conversations around. Yeah, you know, and I, you can do gardens. And also, to be honest, what we did naturally was that was by March or April of 2020, we started having a monthly, I'm sorry, weekly potlucks. Mm-hmm. So it was just a small group of people we started with. We vetted them. We knew we were on the same page. We could open, openly speak. And honestly, there's no judgment. We had different political uh, ideologies. Spiritual did not matter. It was just all about medical freedom and yeah. the, you know, the ability to go out there and live your life freely. That was really like the, the foundation of it all. And then we had created our own core. We've been meeting. It's like every Monday is Thanksgiving for us. And we've been doing this for almost three years now. Oh, and, nice. and then we kind of bring people through every now and then we're like open up our Monday night potlucks. We'll bring a few people through that we've vetted ourselves personally. Be like, okay, I can, you know, trust them, bring them in. And we say, okay, now do the same thing, you know, at your home. And so we open up, but we always have our core. And so I say, make it, make it fun, make it social, make it enjoyable. It's not supposed to be an effort. So I would start with holding very small, potlucks twice a week you bring everybody brings a organic dish you can have different themes whatever and and you just show up and you create your your family that way and let me tell you we've we've got each other's backs this is a beautiful group of people three years in and it's solid that's incredible how did you how did you go about the vetting process well, it's just people, you know, kind of like over Facebook, social media, it might be one or two people you've met over COVID a few times, you've gotten to know them, you talk to them, you know, they're not vaccinated, they get it, they're they're on the same page, start right there, just start okay. right there, right? It doesn't matter about their political affiliation, whether they voted for Trump or Biden, we don't give a damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> some people have been vaccinated and they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I did this, you know, um, so, but really it's about medical freedom and having bodily autonomy, making your own choice, having government get out of your business and, and really understanding and value uh, community, right? Those, those close knitted uh, uh, relationships. And so that is, that's really how it starts and just starts small. And, and then you got to trust your own instincts, right? But yeah. we keep it pretty close. You know, it's a small group. I'd say about gosh, 10 couples, 10 families. And then we just have people strictly, we've had, I mean, really a hundred some people come through already, but we have our core people and we, you know, keep that closed. We'll open it every now and then for a few people to come through and, and get to know them. And, you know, and, and then that's, and we, we've got everything we need. We're covered. Uh, that that's amazing. And, and I do, as you're talking, it's like, I feel really blessed because just on my own street, I have so many of those people already that when COVID happened, I mean, we really got to know each other. And, and so yeah. those and are the people I, I'd start with. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you, Renette. You, yeah. you are just a beautiful soul and um, I'm so excited for you and what you're doing and Thanks. keep up the great work. So my pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure. Always great to see you, Bernadette. Sorry. It's so it's so long overdue, but talk to me, call me anytime and, and good luck up there. Awesome. Thank you. I would love to have you back on the show. Maybe again, happy to in your future. Okay. So it. you take care and listeners, you guys have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to check out our website at www.betweentwoparties.com for more information and links episode. Also, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Our social media sites are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, Truth Social, CloudHub, Rumble, and YouTube. If you like what you hear and you want to support our grassroots podcast for change, all donations are graciously accepted through Venmo. May we all look past our differences to realize we the people have more in common 
then we have differences. We all love our freedoms, our children, our grandchildren, and we are committed to leave a better world for our future generations. We are stronger together than we are divided. So let's start building a bridge of unity. Until next time, peace y'all, and remember, love always wins.